the Baralacha for Daf, Mem, Beis, and Menalaf. The Gemara says that Ravuna ate 13 loaves, pretty big loaves, and he didn't make Hamaitzi, he didn't make Birchasimaz, he made a Mazainas. And Ravnachman said to him, Adi Kafna, he said that these you ate to fill yourself up. And even if you weren't filled up, but other people would be Koveya Suda, and that would be their whole meal when they would have such an amount, then therefore you have to make Hamaitzi, you have to make Birchasimaz. Now Rashi says that these breads that Ravuna ate were what we call Passababa Kisnen. The Gwen discusses them before and Daf and Malach Medbeis, certain sweet breads. Now from this Gemara we learn that there is a kind of a bread that people don't typically make a meal out of. They eat it as a snack, and therefore, when you eat it like that as a snack, you make a bracha. Vazainis make a bracha of Alamichah. Nonetheless, if you were to be koveya suda over it, eat it in the quantity that most other people would be koveya suda over, even if you weren't, but you ate that amount, that would be a whole meal for somebody else. So then you have to make the bracha v'amaytzi, and you have to make bracha samazim. This is called in the Lashon of the Gemara, in the Lashon of the Rishayim, Pas HaBabakisnin. We find in the Rishayim three shitas, what exactly this is. Some say it's like a regular dough that you make a bread with, but you have mixed into the dough honey or oil or milk or spices, sugar. According to Bishayim, even a little bit of these ingredients would be enough to give it a dinavasa babakisin. According to Ramah, it has to have a lot. So it actually becomes like a cake. Some say pasta babakisin is bread that's made with pockets. In other words, you have it hollow and you fill up the pocket with honey, with sugar, with nuts, with almonds, with spices, chocolate, you know, ragalach, that kind of a thing, that's pasta babakisnin, where it's filled. And others say that uh, pasta babakisnin is bread that's made very dry and very hard, like pretzels, like crackers. Those things are not typically eaten during a meal. You just sort of uh, nibble on them, you chew them, and uh, and therefore, those things... Would be mezaynis. Now the shulchanach and rachaim into minukuf samaches. Simzayin paskins that the alachem yisafik is like all of them. In other words, all of these kinds of things are treated like pasuk b'kisnin. And unless you're kovia suda over them, unless you eat the amount that other people would eat at a meal, you make a mezaynis on them before and an alamichi afterwards. The gemara also says a little bit later in the name of Shmuel that lachmaniot mevarich nalema mitzi and brikasumazen. When you are kovia suda over them. In other words, if you eat them as a snack, you make kamazainas and alamichya. Only when you eat them as a meal, then you make hamaitim rechasimazim. Now, what exactly are these lachmaniyot? What's the machlaikas? We shine in the shochanarech and sibzayin, paskins like taisvis, that these are breads that are made from flour and water, but it's like a very liquidy mixture, and you sort of pour it, and it's very flat, and it bakes in the oven. Something like a blintz or some say a pancake, a thin pancake. And these things are also considered like Passababakisnin. They make mazainus on them unless you kovyasuda. So what are we nayeglamaisa practically with these Passababakisnin? The Shachanachasibaba says as follows If you're eating just a little bit, you make a mazainus. If you eat the amount that people would be kovya suda over, you make a mighty and bechasimazin. What if you started out eating a little bit as a snack? So you made a mazainus. In the end, you had a little bit more and a little bit more, and it turns out you actually ate the shear of a kaviyasuda. So then you have to make brikasamazan. Even though you didn't make hamaitzi beforehand, 
But afterwards, you make a birchas samazim. If while you were eating, you decided that, you know what, I'm going to eat a shir kaviyasuda. Initially, you thought you'd have just a little snack. Then you decided, no, you're going to have a proper meal. So if you actually have enough left, that that itself would be considered a kaviyasuda. You only eat a little bit and you have enough left that in and of itself, what's remaining is a whole kaviyasuda. So then you have to wash your hands right now and you have to make hamaitzi and birchasamaz. And if there's not enough left, you've already eaten half of it. And what's left is not a shikh suda, so you wouldn't have to wash your hands, you wouldn't have to make a bracha b'maiti. But like we said, you have to make afterwards a birka simasa. What's the shear of kviya suda? What are we talking about? The Magna Vram and the Gura understand that it's a shear suda's biker v'arev. It's a mamish, what you'd eat at supper, at uh, at lunch, a proper, a big meal, a large, large meal. And that's really how the Mishnah Burp asks is bikra din. And it seems to be that's the minang ailam. Most people, therefore, rarely end up washing and pass above a kisnin, because how often do you eat the amount of a suda's baykavar? However, many Archanu hold that the shear of kviya suda is the shear of four, three or four beitzim, the amount of, uh, of bread that you'd have to have, like to make an Arab, and Mishnabura paskins, we should be chayshish not to eat more than four beitzim with a mezainus. To be chayshish for these shitas that on four beitzim you actually ha- you actually have to wash. It's a little bit more than 200 grams, 215, 230 grams. Now, in the Mishnah of Dirsha, they bring a shame the chazanish that since we're talking about a chumra, right? Mikra din, you need to Arab. So we're machmir, you don't have to be machmir unless you have actually in the flour the shear of uh, of dal beitzim. Rabbi Asha was machmir that no. The shear is calculated not by the flour, but by all the ingredients in the passive of Now the Magen Avram, writes something else. They also say that if you eat the bread together with other foods, that you typically eat together with the bread. In other words, you're eating your passive of your crackers, together with tuna, together with salami, something like that. So then you don't have to eat enough of the passive of itself that you'd eat, you know, a whole supper's worth of that. No, it could be that you'd eat the amount of Passover B'Kisnin that is parallel to the amount of bread you would eat in a meal where you were eating those things together with your bread. In other words, if let's say in a typical meal you'd have two or two sandwiches, right? Two sandwiches with a few slices of cold cuts of salami and, you know, four slices of bread. So as long as you'd have that amount of, of, uh, of your crackers together with that amount of meat, so then that would be a shir kviyasuda. You don't have to have more than that. But the Taz and other achrayim are chaylik. And therefore, Ravazna says in Shevet Alevi and Chaylik Zayin in Simen Chafei that you should only make birch asamazin in such a case when you actually ate four beitzim. If you ate four beitzim worth of the Passover B'Kisnen and you ate all of this uh, you know, meat so that that would have been more than enough bread in the regular meal eaten together with that meat, so therefore you can make birchas uh, If you didn't eat four beitzim, then you should be machmir and make an almicha. Based on this, Reb Meisha writes in Yigaz Meisha and Chel Gimel, Simon Amin Beis, and Chel Gdalitz and Mem Aleph, that you should be careful at big meals, something like a smorgasbord where, where, you know, there's lots of food and lots of Passover kissing. You shouldn't eat, um, you know, so much food because you could run into a real shayla of birchas uh, hamazin, even if you're eating less than dalad beitzim, you shouldn't eat so much food together with the pasuk of kisnin because you might have a shaila according to this mishnah, according to this magen of rum of birchas hamazin. Now, Rambam writes also 
that even if you're not eating the Passover Kisnin together with the other things, you ate Passover Kisnin first, and then you ate the other things, that's also a problem. As long as together you ate the shir, you would eat during a meal, so that could be Mechayim Bibirchas Mazen. But the Derachachayim, Minuchas Brachas, and there's some Zalman, it's Brachas Shmir Shavskul Chasul, and Chelek Beis, Min and Dalid, Arakufam and Beis, he writes that no, we're not Mitzarev, the bread, the Passover Kisnin, with the other foods, unless you eat them together. If you eat them Bezach that wouldn't be a problem. Even though when you're eating bread, it doesn't matter, but you're eating Passover with Kisnin, and it's only when you're eating it together with the meat, together with the other food, that there would be this Chumrah that uh, you'd have to treat it like bread. If you're not eating it together, then you could be Mekul. And Chuchani, and Chuzbrachas, and Simon Vav writes that that would be true at least when you're eating cake. If you're eating cake, then you have meat afterwards. What Shaykhus does the cake after the meat? If it was bread and, cake, and bread and meat, maybe. But if it's cake and you know and meat or fish or something, two things that don't go together, so then you certainly wouldn't have to be machmer if you eat them.